Holistic. That's Shiana. Hi, I'm Shiana. Welcome to Who You Call in Holistic. I'm here today with my guest, Tammy Pettigrew, a.k.a. the Cannabis Cutie. Hi, Tammy. Hi, thank you for having me here today. Thanks for coming in. And I asked you before we got started, well, before we get started, should I say, um, if you've had Reiki before, and you have had Reiki, but you have an ebook out now called Bless the Blunt that we'll talk about. And I was like, well, it would be nice if I blessed the blunt for you with Reiki, because that's what I like to do with my, with my greenery. I'm into it. I'm excited for that. Okay. So I liked, if you would like, you can like have a puff before we start. Um, okay. Cause I like to make it sciencey, you know, like have a puff okay. and then I'll Reiki it. And then you have another puff. Okay. All right. I do my internal intention setting, which I just did for my blunt. Yay. All right. Cheers. Cheers. It's illegal here. Otherwise, I'd be cheersing you right now. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Where are you, where are you filming from? South Carolina. Okay. Got it. Mm -hmm. And like, you're a Capricorn too, so you understand Saturn things. It's like, we want to break the rules, but like, carefully. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now I'll Reiki it. You just have to hold it to the camera. Okay. Now try. All right. I say Thank take you. note of taste, texture, temperature. Smoother hit. Yay. Yeah. Yay. And this blunt tastes amazing. Yay. Yeah. What are you smoking today? Um, I'm actually, I have been smoking a lot of test strains. Um, so this one I believe is E6 or no, G1. G1, so okay. It's, Labeled by like G for gelato, Z for Skittles, OGs. Um, and those are kind of the categories of how I'm judging this kit. So I don't know any brands or anything about the flower outside of just what it looks like and what it tastes like and how it smokes. Okay. All right. And yeah. a little bit about you. You are a cannabis educator, speaker, advocate, plant allied advocate. Um, yeah. All the things. You can list your other titles because I don't want to short you um <laughs> mother um is a big title uh academic um talking head is really what i like to be host uh, i guess cannabis model as well so all the fun things and i love it and about being a cannabis model because um you spoke on one of your videos that i loved um about how you there's like a specific kind of look for what's pushed in cannabis for women. And it's mm -hmm. bongs and thongs. Bongs and thongs. Bongs and thongs. And you're more than bongs and thongs. Like you are yeah. very, very well versed in this plant. And I love it. I love like learning from you. I love your content. So I was like, I've got to have her on here because I do what you do. Well, I do a less version because I'm not where you are yet. Um, on psilocybin things. Ooh, and I was okay. like, look, we're both Capricorns. We both got our little moles. Like, look at mm -hmm. us doing the same things, our earthy things. Yes. Yes, I love that. Okay, you keep, you said you have a Capricorn. When's your birthday? December 30th. 
Oh, okay, amazing. And yours, nice. your birthday totals to 420 or something, right? Um, my birthday is January 5th, which 420 um, is a reduced fraction is one five, yes. which is my birthday. Yes. <laughs> so, I remember yeah. seeing that and I was like, no wonder why I love her. She's another Capricorn. <laughs> so like, I know you know your shit because Capricorns mm -hmm. are thorough. Yes. And I was like, so anything she says, I believe like she could tell me whatever. And it's like, I, I trust <laughs> this one. <laughs> well, you should always question new information. Always. Yes. Even if it's for me. But I know that you've done all the questioning, like you've limited some of the questioning that I have to do already. Right. Yes. Yeah. I'm going in with the same questions that a lot of us have. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So where was for me when I began being interested in cannabis, it was like with the homeboys. And I was like, mm -hmm. I don't like how that one made me feel. Get what we had before. Like, that's where I started, like getting interested in it and curious about strains and such like where did your curiosity begin um for cannabis my curiosity began right after i tried it um i was a good kid i never did drugs i never drank i kind of you know did everything that was asked of me very much a rule follower as a capricorn <laughs> um uh or strategic rule breaking so when i got to college i got a 0 0.8 gpa my freshman year first semester and this kid who lived on my dorm floor I lived on a co-ed floor he made the honor roll and he smelled like a pound every day so for me I finally tried it and I that was you know what finally was like oh my gosh this I feel better I'm happier I can sleep I'm calm like I'm not anxious I had always had anxiety didn't have a word for it so that's when for me that's when my love for the plant came and it has not ended since that time period of my life. And that's how I am here where I'm at today. Cause that was the moment that I knew that I had been lied to and that everybody needed to know the truth. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. would you say that cannabis improved your like focus and clarity with your schoolwork? Oh yeah. 100%. I made the honor roll four times after that. <laughs> um, but not only that, I mean, just that transition from high school is a lot. I don't transition well as an adult. Now I know that transition transitions are difficult for me. Um, and then also, you know, having PTSD and, you know, trying to figure out how to survive having PTSD and then also going to like an environment when I'm not accustomed to a, a division one university, you know, on my campus, we were only 6%. So it was just very hard from what I saw day to day growing up. Um, so what cannabis was able to do was help me zoom out and kind of see the bigger picture and work my way through these new feelings, emotions and challenges and do my schoolwork at the same time, because that first semester I was not able to do both. Mm -hmm. no, completely mm -hmm. understandable. And it, like, that's yeah. what I reference for people with psilocybin things too. Like it helps you see the bigger picture, it helps you have more options and creates more awareness about the options. Right, exactly. So um, I love that you pointed out that you're a mother. Um, I only have a fur okay. baby right now. And okay. I remember like glazing over your timeline and stuff. And I was like, why didn't she have any pictures of her kids? And I was like, oh, no, duh. <laughs> because <laughs> I'm a weed mom. <laughs> yes, because. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And also just putting pictures of my kids on the internet 
is it's just they deserve a right to you know what goes out there they should have a right to comply or to have you know give they don't have i don't have their permission i don't have their consent to post right. some of the things that i have and i know as a child you're like whatever they're children but like digital footprints for us have never they're a big deal but by the time they're adults you know somebody can look up everything that's ever been posted of them in the internet and like vulnerable pictures or embarrassing things that they would have preferred never made it out there they had no control over that so i have stopped posting my children and then it only takes one weirdo to ruin it for everybody it does um so they just you know that's something that they'll deal with as they get older um and then also yeah you know <laughs> cps is real um the stigma around mothers who use cannabis is still very real i'm part of the wave of, of women and men too who are showing that we can be good parents and smoke weed um but you know as far as bureaucracies go and governing governments and teachers and kids parents who go to the same school as my kids, you know, that that's where you are at risk. So you do have to be smart about how you move to when you're in this in industry. Mm -hmm. Completely. I, yeah. Again, it's still illegal here. So I completely understand. Yeah, um, <laughs> exactly. What I because I'm like the the one that knows about the plants here. Um, a lot mm. of people ask me all kinds of questions that I'm like, I'm not, I'm not educated or well-versed enough to be giving you those kind of answers. But then I was like, I know someone who is. Um, <laughs> so I know you've spoken a bunch about cannabis and pregnancy, um, which I get asked all the time. And some people believe like, well, don't smoke, but you can do edibles. But like, there's, there's another option out there, according to some of the information that I saw you talking about. So what are your thoughts on pregnancy, pregnancy and cannabis use? Gosh, um, pregnancy and cannabis use, I, my thoughts on it are, we've got to look into the science and we need to look at the history. And what the science tells us is that we all have this system in our body called the endocannabinoid system. And this system was created to keep our bodies in balance. It's kind of like, hey, we're too hot over here. Let's turn the temperature down this is out of whack over here. We're going to, you know, it kind of is this one system that controls all the systems in your body, the central nervous system, the cardiovascular system, the endocrine system. All of these systems are governed by this one system. It is called the endocannabinoid system. And it is a set of receptors. And those receptors are like locks. And those keys that fit into the locks to unlock them and give you relief are molecular cannabinoids so this plant we were biologically engineered and built to receive this plant you cannot tell me that this plant is harmful to a pregnant woman and her child because it's not <laughs> it's not harmful at all methods of ingestion chemicals used on the plant absolutely that is an issue which is why we need to make sure that pregnant and nursing women have clean medicine you know if a woman gets into a car accident and she's in a lot of pain are we going to give her morphine right are we going to give her what are we going to give her right. we're going to give her something that could potentially leave her addicted and that baby and we don't want a withdrawing baby when they're born 
Now, what about women who have epilepsy? Those medicines that they take can cause spontaneous abortion, also known as miscarriage. What about the medicines like Zofran that is overprescribed to pregnant women for nausea causing birth defects? Cannabis does not do this. And in fact, not only do we have an endocannabinoid system, everything with the spine has an endocannabinoid system. The sperm has the endocannabinoid system. The egg has the endocannabinoid system. The amniotic fluid, breast milk has natural occurring cannabinoids that are required for a baby to even survive, to suckle. So it is so complex and intricate that I do not care what the government has to say about this. The evidence shows that this is very effective for women who are pregnant and are breastfeeding. And even if it's just to help her reduce stress, a woman's body under stress is not good for a baby that is growing. So if she needs to consume cannabis to feel better for that baby, then good for her and mind your business. So those are my and I, again, I don't have any kids yet, but those were like all the research I did. I was like, like the prescribed things that are out there are way worse than yes. this option. Absolutely. And have you seen Painkiller that came out recently on Netflix? Um, I have not finished it. I started it. <sighs> yeah. Like watching that made me just like uh, even more about plant medicine because it, well, you at least saw the first episode. So it like mm -hmm. to see the beginning of big pharma, well, that particular big pharma like their focus was marketing, like knowing mm -hmm. that was like marketing over whatever else, like who cares mm -hmm. about safety or side effect, like marketing first. Then I was mm -hmm. like, oh, this is like, this is how they've reigned supreme for so long because their focus was right. already marketing. Yeah. It's not about your well-being, your child's well-being. They not, they're not, they have no investment in you and your child having a good life. They're investing in hoping to lock you in as a customer for life. And these side effects can absolutely do that. When we look at the history, cultures, many cultures, women have either used it during labor, during childbirth, um, <clears throat> to help with the nausea. Um, there's been, you know, for period pains, even, you know, Queen Elizabeth, it isn't 100% proven, but her doctor used to prescribe her cannabis for her menstrual cramps. Um, so I think, and then when we look at the human body, I, I told you about these locks in our body that are the receptors for these keys that are the cannabinoids, THCs, the CBD, um, the most abundant place in the human body where you can find these CB1 receptors that links with THC is your brain, unless you have a uterus and that's going to be the most concentrated part in the entire body. Um, so again, our uterus likes these things mm -hmm. and they talk to each other and communicate to keep it in balance. Mm. So would you say cannabis is even more well-suited for women over men? It is a divine feminine plant. We're not harvesting and keeping the men alive. Once we get their seed, we kill them. I don't make the rules. That sounds like some shit Shiana says. I like We those. get their seed and they are no, of no use and then they have to be competitive. They have to naturally be competitive to have good genes to even be mated with. And then once we're done with you, you're done. Unless you have good genes, then we put you in a different building altogether because all, all you want to do is spread your seed. You have no other use. We don't want that. <laughs> so, Sounds about right. Sounds it is a 
on brand. Deeply feminine plant. And even right now in my book club, we're reading this book called Cannabis, the Lost Sacrament of the Ancient World. And before we got to monotheism, which is just worshiping one God, we would worship a man and a woman that were like husband and wife and cannabis was on the woman side. So when they deleted the woman part of religion, um, cannabis went with it. It was also demonized as well as, you know, multiple gods and all those other things. So it's deeper than we know. I'm learning. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And I teach, um, I know I Reiki Jared blunt, but I teach these things as well. Um, a lot of the esoteric hidden knowledge um, yeah. because there's so much that has been hidden that you're like, mm -hmm. oh, no wonder why that was hidden. Mm -hmm. Like, exactly. I get it. And I've exactly. seen there's a picture of the cannabis leaf and how it helps all the chakras in our systems. It's like, this mm -hmm. makes sense. And how it's also all the elements when you are consuming it. Correct. It's deeply spiritual. Mm-hmm. Um, on the endocannabinoid system information, why don't I fuck with Delta 8? <sighs> Me either. Okay. What is it? Okay. What, like, I tried it once and I have some clients that are like, oh, it helps me sleep. And I was like, I've never done crack, but it made me feel like a crackhead. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I'm not a fan of Delta 8, but it also could have been the terpenes that made you feel that way. But what we have to understand about a lot of these new designer cannabinoids that are coming out, some of them are synthetic and synthetic cannabinoids typically have terrible side effects. Do you remember spice or K2? Yes. Do you remember that phenomenon? Okay. That was actually made in the lab. The big pharma trying to create their own cannabinoids in a lab didn't work and they put it on the market for people to buy. And that's why they were having terrible side effects. It wasn't some idiot in a, in a dorm room or something like that. It was literally corporations that created that. Um, so we're, you know, and just even natural cannabinoids, we don't always react well. That We know people who should never, ever smoke THC. Right. We also know people who should never, ever put alcohol in their body. It just, right. there's not a good outcome. So um, you just have to be mindful as well. Like, okay, my body really likes THC and it kind of likes CBD and it loves CBG, but THCV is not really my thing. So you just kind of have to be mindful. And then the terpenes are probably the most important part because at the end of the day, those cannabinoids are going to be their molecular structure. But that terpene in it, like an orange terpene for me, anxiety, I'm sleepy, I don't feel good. It's not effective for me. It is not a good option for me. Um, so you just have to figure that out too. So you could have had a Delta eight strain. Um, and if it was an edible, you'll never know that had unagreeable um, other components and chemicals in it for you. Yeah. And I was like, this is what's legal here. Like, and that's silly yeah. because like, mm -hmm. this is legal and it made me feel that way. And I was like, oh, people just need to smoke. Not like, and it wasn't edible. It was like a Delta eight gummy. And I was like, never again. No, thank you. Yeah, I'm not a Delta 8 fan. I have no idea how they make it. Um, you can now put like chemicals on other cannabinoids and they convert because cannabinoids convert all the time. You know, um, Delta 9 can degrade to Delta 8 or it can degrade to CBN. And then when you eat Delta 9, um, it converts to 11 hydroxy THC. So there's so much happening in the world of cannabinoids right now. I see. Um, and yeah. back to terpenes, um, 
you like I, I fake knew about this myth, but then I was like, I'm not again, I don't feel like I was the one at liberty to share this myth buster. Um, but when I first started smoking and gained an interest and curiosity in it, of course, like when I was like, what's the difference in this? I like this one better than this one. Like this one made me sleepy. And they were like, Indica's and a couch and sativa is just like the upper. Um, but apparently it's not sativa versus Indica anymore. No, it's honestly, it was a great way to, for underground growers to kind of market their products. But no, we've um, come to find out that it depends on the person. I have friends that when they smoke citrusy and sweet things, they have energy. It's like, get up and go. I am the opposite 1000% going to sleep. I'm not doing anything. I am lethargic now. You give me an OG, however, I have energy. I have creativity. I have a spark. But if I give it to my best friend, she's not going anywhere for the rest of the day. She is inside. So... Those terpenes, again, that is what matters. What sativa means is cultivate in Latin. And what indica means is India in Latin. And whenever you go and you categorize plants, um, the taxonomy of it, it has to do with what it looks like and how it grows. And that's all it is. The sativa just means it's light green. It's typically taller in structure. Um, and then indica, it's a shorter, fatter, more dense plant because it's growing in colder regions. So it's got to keep as much heat as possible. Whereas the other one is just trying to get to the sun. It's going to grow and tall and tall and tall and tall like a tree. Um, so that's what sativa describes. That's what indica describes. And um, when they were classifying it, they definitely were not like, ooh, this one makes you feel like this. <laughs> So what yeah. I'm hearing even is like the indica is more of the sticky, icky, icky, because it's more, it's more bunched up. Yeah. And like the, yeah. the cush and stuff I was explaining that to a friend the other day, because I was like, they seem more fluffy, more bubbly, more, and those are, they seem more giggly yeah, for me. I mean, that's going to be the grower too. You don't really see too many sativa, what are called land races anymore. Everything is hybridized. Mm -hmm, Everything mm -hmm. has been mixed. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, sativas typically had like a light, light. I don't know if you remember the strains of like the early 2000s. You had like I wasn't a green smoking, crack smoking was then. a light. Okay, so like a green crack was like a light green, something mm -hmm. like that. You don't see that anymore, or at least the cannabis that I buy, I don't see that anymore. Um, but yeah, the stickiness, the moisture, all of that, that's going to be more so the growing environment and the growing techniques. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Um. I have like a whole notepad or I have a whole note list in my phone. It usually typical or it usually typically happens when we're smoking together, me and my friends. And there okay. is a growing list of strain names if we were to grow our own strain. Um, have you come up with a strain name that you would have for your own strain? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. My, I mean, I would say branded QDOG. Okay. Yes. And what yeah. what um what flavors and finishes does Cutie OG have? Oh, it's gonna be a classic dank OG, nice moisture. I mean, it's gonna be very sticky. It's gonna break up very well. The bud structure would be absolutely beautiful. Trichomes everywhere. Um, and those are the fuzzy, you know, sparkly things. Yeah, that's what the crystal the, the crystal look. Um, so that's where, where the medicine is. That's the, so basically a cannabis plant, she's a girl who's sexually frustrated and she's trying to attract a mate 
And that's what those resins are. <laughs> okay. Okay. I like we that. Like <laughs> yeah. See what celibacy can do for you. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> it would be a beautifully structured um, flower. And I mean, I would hope for it to taste good from the moment you light it until the end. And speaking of sparking up, how did you end up sparking up with um, Snoop? Oh, wow. Okay. So Snoop, he slid into my DMs and was like, yo, we have to work together. Um, and I was just like, oh my gosh, I wrote this down like five years ago that I wanted to work with you on some weed stuff. So yeah. And then I went over to the compound and that's when we had a meeting um, and we smoked during that meeting and yeah, just mind blown. Do you have um, a list of the other people that you want to smoke with? Like, obviously, you knocked Snoop out. I know Seth Rogen is on yeah. my list for obvious reasons. Uh, yeah, Seth Rogen's on my list. Woody Harrelson's on my list. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Martha Stewart, Willie Nelson, <laughs> <laughs> Rihanna. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, those are all people on the list. I think Lil Wayne, too. I would love to smoke a blunt with Lil Wayne. Eh, I could go without that one. But the other, the one, was one, he was the goat. So Well, yeah, I will agree with that. The other ones on the list, especially yeah. Martha Stewart, I feel like yeah. she would have like some good high wisdom, some good high ideas, and she would obviously mm -hmm. make the best munchies for us. Yes. Yeah. And I was listening. You spoke about munchies like there's apparently something you can do to help with your munchie cravings. There's a lot of strategies. Yeah. <laughs> um, one, there's a cannabinoid called THCV that is a well-known appetite suppressant. Um, but also just setting yourself up for success. I make sure to not purchase, like, if I'm going to drink soda or something like that, it's going to be outside the house. I'm not going to go to 12-pack. <laughs> I'm not going to, um, you know, stock my cabinets full of a bunch of junk that I know I would reach for. Um, so setting myself up for failure. And then, you know what, if you need to DoorDash something every now and again, <laughs> that is your choice. Um, and then also making sure that you're not hungry before you eat or before you spark up. That's another um, option that you could have. Um, and then don't go grocery shopping. Hi. <laughs> that is another the worst idea that... ever or the best, yeah. depending on what mood you're in. Yeah, it's the it, exactly. It could go either way. Um, and then, of course, like protein is something that keeps me full. So getting a nice protein that you like, there's some really good hemp proteins. It's good for your hair, your skin, everything. Your body will thank you and it keeps you feeling full longer because you've given your body a source to eat from. <laughs> now, as you are probably well aware of, because I like to say there's fuckery afoot with these moments, but um, you know, COVID things seem to be ramping up again. And yes. I remember during the pandemic, um, a friend of mine, we had a group of us, we called each other the quarantine. There was like mm -hmm. a few of us that, you know, like we made sure to quarantine together or like if we were hanging out with other people, like we let it, we, you know, we were the quarantine. Um, mm -hmm. But you even mentioned like you obviously had a lot of friends that, um, they increased their intake and you were like, pause for that. However, would you say that there was a correlation with like preventing COVID and cannabis use? 
Uh, yeah, I believe that cannabis users are safe because cannabis is a huge anti-inflammatory. So one of the benefits of hemp seed, which is part of the can uh, cannabis plant, um, and I believe CBD was also proved in this, is that it's going to boost the immunity in the human body. So if you can conceptualize it, um, viruses come in, in these doors in the body. And basically what like hemp seed oil or hemp seed can do is it'll naturally boost your immunity so those doors start to get closed so that virus has less chance of getting inside. And then what it also does is it builds up a, a protein in your body that is responsible for creating white blood cells. Um, to go out and attack the virus once it enters. So that's one of the huge benefits of people who are consuming um, cannabis, pro cannabis products. And then also CBD is really, really good at helping to boost the immune system. So it was a good preventative measure. And then it didn't hurt for people who were experiencing COVID as well, because you need as much help and all hands on deck that you can get because at the time, we did not understand what this was and what it was doing. Um, but we've gotten to a point now where we understand it a lot more. And, you know, we have the tools that we need. But I still would highly recommend cannabinoids as a form of therapy. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, but I'm not a doctor, so. Well, right. But you're a Capricorn, so I know yes. you know your shit. I know you know what you're talking about. Um, but I even... Um, you know, a lot of the clients that I get have um, a lot of anxiety or they're dealing with grief or um, all the above. But a lot of those things, because my start was massage therapy. And then when mm -hmm. I started including Reiki with my stuff, I was like, all of this is more energetic or emotional that they're dealing with. Mm -hmm. And I've found that cannabis helps the emotional body, which obviously mm -hmm. helps like IBS things and anxiety because you even said it helped your anxiety and that's based on the endocannabinoid system what it does to the molecular structure so i guess when it comes to like anxiety and depression we we have so many neurotransmitters that are off doing a lot and like what cbd will come in it'll be like huh we need to turn this down um, so like when you go to your doctor for anxiety or depression, they might be giving you something that's making it worse because we can both present with anxiety and depression, but your levels are low and mine are high, but we both just got the same medicine. Right. Right. And for one, it works and for the other, the other one feels absolutely worse. Um, so that's kind of the beauty of CBD. It's going to work on those same receptor sites that SSRIs um, by Big Pharma are trying to target. It's going to naturally do that. And then it's going to know, huh, this is what we need to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's the beauty of it as well. And it wasn't created in a lab and pushed for it marketing. It was not created in a lab. It was created by our creator and the audacity of us to continue to try to touch upon this amazing piece of engineering that is the cannabis plant. You know, it's the men doing it, though, because it's always the men. Of course, of course, of course. <laughs> we know. <laughs> um, how would you say the, um, the views on cannabis have evolved since your start in the industry? Um, gosh, so when I started, there was not an understanding, really, of any of it. Um, and now I would say in 2023, a lot of people understand the basic science and the reason why it is a medicine and why it is a necessity. So that's huge because 
now as those numbers increase, you know, we can start telling more people and it, it just begins to spread. And I'm hoping by the end of the decade, everybody knows what the endocannabinoid system is and, you know, how the cannabis plant works as a supplement to the system that's already in our body. You know, we might not be able to make enough cannabinoids endogenously in our bodies if we're under too much stress or if we don't have enough, you know, sunlight or proper nutrients and lots of toxins in our body. And we live in America. There's no avoiding it. Um, so we deserve a right to this plant. I agree. And again, I'm in South Carolina, so mm. it's it's a long way away here. Um, okay. I don't know when it's happening, if. Um, I mean, happening. all it takes is somebody to start the process. It does. It's It's been yeah. started. And I, I know, because um, I was, we can touch on Playboy in a minute, but normal they have a group here that I've seen have um, uh, organized events and stuff. So I know that they're, they're working on it. Um, yeah. It's just, it's South Carolina. Like abortion yeah. was back in, in effect, not like a, a week ago or something. Yeah. Like it's, they're a little slower here. Okay. And your start was right. in Oklahoma, right? With the uh, cannabis? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you grew up I mean, I was originally born in, I'm originally from California, and then I moved to Oklahoma when I was in first grade in the middle of the night. It was, yeah, another story for another day. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, military brats. So we lived in Oklahoma for a little while at some okay. point. So I heard yeah. that. I was like, oh, my gosh, we've, like, crisscrossed at some point somewhere. Which branch? Air Force. Okay, so Midwest City? Um, Altus. Altus. Oh, okay. Okay. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's small town. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Tumbleweeds and <laughs> tornadoes sometimes. Yeah. Yep. So even now, um, when thunderstorms start happening, I have like little flashbacks of, you know, being in the shower from tornado warnings and watches. And I was like, yep. it's weird mm -hmm. how those things don't leave your memory bank, but it's no, cool. not at all. <laughs> um, so back to the normal organization. Um, I saw your information about Playboy playing a part in the legalization. Yeah, they played such a huge role in helping normalize and um, push the movement forward. They funded um, Keith Straub, who started Normal, who was able to help. Their whole purpose was to help reform cannabis laws, and they did it very effective, but they wouldn't have been effective without funding, and that funding came from Playboy Foundation and Hugh Hefner, who also gave them free ads in the papers, um, all kinds you. of like uh, journalistic coverage on what they were doing, and um, getting the stories out about patients and about laws that were passing, so really mobilizing the movement. So they're part of the history. Now, have you gotten, because I know for me, like, I feel like you're probably the generational curse breaker in your family, or at least I don't know your life, but that's oh, the, yes, I am. the vibe I got. <laughs> yeah. um, are you the one that's like wishing that everybody else in your family was doing the consuming of cannabis too? Or have you like sprinkled it enough that they're open to it yet? You know, there was a lot of resistance when I first started talking and being about this, like in 2009, 2010, 2011. Um, but my family has come to accept it, even if they don't like it. But my twin brother joined the industry 
my mom's now using more like topicals and CBD. And then a lot of my nieces and nephews, I think the count is five now, have joined the cannabis industry. So I may not have the full support of the older heads, but the younger generation knows that I am the curse breaker. And so they're open to following and they all consume as well. And they think that it's beautiful because they at least know that it can be a benefit as long as you guide it to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, can you overdose on THC? Is that a thing? <laughs> you can dose yourself so much that you're gonna feel like you're gonna die. That is possible, but you won't. <laughs> you will not die, you will regret it. You might be high for a couple of days, but no, it cannot kill you. Um, how opioids kill you is that they get into your brainstem and your brainstem is important because that's where you do all your automatic activities like breathing and blinking. You don't have to tell your body to do that, it's gonna do that. If you're choking in your sleep, you will cough. While you're asleep, you're gonna naturally do that. And what happens is opioids depress the brainstem. So you could just stop breathing or if you vomit in your sleep, you're not gonna have the, the reflex to, to cough. So that's why they're dangerous. Cannabinoids are too big to fit into that brainstem. So it's not affecting it at all. You'll be conscious, you won't feel good, <laughs> um, but you won't die. So don't ever go to the hospital thinking that you are gonna die. You will pay for the most expensive nap of your life. Mm -hmm. And all they're gonna do is hydrate you, which is dope, but you can do that at home with water. Mm -hmm. And I have yeah. read that you can also use um, peppercorn, like chewing yeah, on peppercorn, peppercorn can help you come down. Yeah, peppercorns um, have a, a, a terpene, um, and that terpene also works as a cannabinoid in a sense. It's going to bind. Um, so what happens with when you have too much THC, it's all going and it's all binding to your receptors. And if you take CBD or peppercorn, what it's going to do, it's going to kind of change the shapes of those receptors so that you don't have a lot of binding activity. So that's one of the dope things about peppercorn. But not everybody can just chew on pepper totally understand it maybe put it put some pepper and orange juice and take a shot of that throw some turmeric in there too just for funsies okay. right. <laughs> yeah um now what would you say like um about people that are concerned about like what we would call it over here is like you know or the, everywhere else too like that cali weed is different that's what they say <laughs> and like they're even attributing some of that weed to like making people have seizures mm. Um, you know, I have not heard about um, cannabis inducing seizures, but yeah, there's different, there's different types of cannabis out there. Um, I know in Oklahoma, um, the beer was a lot <laughs> less alcohol can content than California when I moved to Oklahoma as a kid because the adults around me, my mom was like, what, what is this watered down as ish? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, you have to be careful when you go to one of the meccas of weed. Like this is quality flour that is being grown here and you have to pace yourself. You wouldn't begin drinking and go get Everclear. You right. just wouldn't. Right. That just doesn't make sense. So, um, you know, start with the wine coolers of weed and work your way up. There are those categories. Now right. people who are canisores or smoke a lot of heady weed would call those mids, but there is Reggie. a demographic of people. Yeah, there's a demographic of people that would prefer that. They're, THC sensitive. Gotcha. Yeah, and I have like I started paying attention to the THC percentages in the cannabis that I consume, and I'm like, oh, 
Like I know what I'm going to get with like 19% versus like 23. I don't, That's I not don't a thing either. like that. No, I don't like it. I think to a point, like obviously there's a difference between 5% THC and 20% THC. Right, right. Sure, sure. Like it, it definitely is uh, important, but I have had cannabis that's labeled 16% knock me off my feet. So we the can't terpenes. quite judge it. Yeah. So we can't be like, I'll take the 30 over the 16 because that 30% might have 30% THC, but it has nothing in it to make it go. So if we can think of like the THC as a car and that NOS button that you press is the terpenes. If there's no NOS in the car, like, yeah, sure. It'll drive. But it didn't. It didn't get up and go. Like gotcha. I want it to rock it. So that's that's the importance of the terps. Okay. Okay. This is yeah. making more sense now. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. And oh, I had another one. I just. I feel like I could ask you all the questions all day. So I'm not going to do all of that. <laughs> um. I know you are very involved with your own community. Um. You've got a book club. You have yes. your ebook. Yes. You have some courses. Mm -hmm. What else do you have in the works? Uh, a podcast with Exhibit. Um, we have already started filming. If you know Exhibit, he's a West Coast legend in the rap game. Um, and then he also was the host of Pimp My Ride. That was like my a favorite of mine. MTV2 watching Pimp My Ride. Um, and um, we are, he's also in the cannabis industry. So we're both going to be ourselves, I'll be the information and he will be his goofy self. And we're gonna bring the education to the people in a big way. Yay, looking forward to it. Yeah. Do you already have the name for it? Yeah, it's called the lasagna ganja. So we're looking at all the layers of the cannabis industry. I love it. There's no lasagna in the show, so. I love it. And yeah. the question I like to ask all my guests, like I know one of them, it doesn't have to be limited to just one. But what's your medicine? My medicine would be a routine, meditation, and journaling. Mm. Yeah. When I have a routine, I can kind of see wh what's next and what to do. If I don't have a routine, I can easily get lost and feel like there's nothing. So with a plan, I'm dangerous. And then I always have to keep myself grounded and then expel thoughts and feelings onto paper. So those, that's my medicine outside of cannabis, which works in that wheelhouse. I love it, I love it. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining me today. Um, I'll have yeah. all your info in the show notes um, so people can check you out. Keep doing what you do, keep spreading awareness. We need you and we are here for it. And thank you. Thank you so much for having me and for such a dope conversation. Um, be sure you tune in every Thursday. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Subscribe to my Patreon. And I will see you next week. Remember to meditate and hydrate. Thanks for tuning in to Who You Call in Holistic. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share. You can find me and all my services on Shiana.com. That's S-H-E-A-N-A-H. 